Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there is an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me a Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's reunion time. The queens of Drag Race Espanya 2 are here to spill the tea on the season as Supreme Deluxe gives us some unseen footage. And reuniting with me to discuss this bonus episode, it's Wednesday's mom, a.k.a. Amanda Massacre. <laughs> Honestly, I've had a couple people just tell me to switch my drag name at this point. <laughs> Wednesday's mom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's got it going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there it is. Um, how yeah. are you? How's life? I am doing well. I am very anxious and excited about the new, um, the, the finale. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I can't believe we're here. We're ready. Yeah. Um, if this episode is pre-telling of what's going to happen, I have no idea what's going to happen. Because exactly. the front runner had barely any screen time. Yep. Exactly. Barely any screen time. One person had all the screen time and her name is Estrella. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, in every little clip, my goodness, they just dug yeah. everything they could on her. Now, that being said, with Drag Race 14, I felt that Lady Camden had a little more screen time than Willow Pill did. Maybe that's because they want to give them their moment before they crown the other person. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, Drag Race editing usually, you know, the writing is always on the wall. When no, 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 not this, not this show. Not this show. Not this show. They lied. How many times did they be like, oh my God, this person's definitely going, bam, no, the same. That's very true. Mm-hmm. I don't know anymore. Well, but um, I got some drag news of the week to share. <gasps> oh my God. Wee wee. Drag Race Friends cast <laughs> has officially been revealed. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Doll has given us her, her 10 French divas. Um, are you excited for this cast? I am. It's a beautiful, diverse cast. I love the promos. They're so mm-hmm. like elegant and just oh, they're I love pastel, the color scheme. Yep. Renaissance and and French. Yes, it's very, 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 very French, and I'm into it. It reminds me very much of Drag Race Italia's promo, even though te- well, their second promo that they didn't release individual yeah. photos for. Uh, which was still the biggest travesty of that. Actually, no, that's mm-hmm. the second biggest travesty. Electra Bionic winning was the biggest travesty. <laughs> Zero wins! I'll never stop. I, I did not watch that franchise, but I will watch Drag Race France. At least that's the intention. Good, because you'll, you'll have to come on to for watching it. I look forward to watching it or trying to watch it without subtitles. So there you go. Oh, do you speak French? Uh, yeah, I... So I... I will not say I'm not fluent, not far from it, but I studied it for over a decade and it's in my head. And when I've gone to France, I switch and I can speak it 
mm-hmm. there here I don't know I can't really like if someone all of a sudden came okay. had a conversation with me in French I'd be like huh Deer so if I brought Nikki doll on would you be able to talk to her in French and I'd be sitting there being like what's going on I'd probably grasp at straws a little bit like okay. I said because okay. I think it's a different thing when you're over there and you're forced because French people by nature they, they're not very welcome welcoming of outsiders that that's just a very Nikki true doll thing is Yes, but go over there and people like nobody's really 100% interested in, you know, helping the uh, American tourists, yeah. you know, uh, get a, a, a ticket for the train or, or getting a, a something. On now, a if mes- you said you were Colombian, would they help you? I don't know. I think they just don't like if you don't speak French, they really don't want. Okay. But this is sure. a broad generalization based on my experience. I don't want anybody coming for me. I'm not, it's not a, it's a stereotype that I've heard but Mm -hmm. in my experience I noticed people were insanely welcoming of me because I spoke in French to them be it broken being a a mispronunciation but people were much 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 friendlier to me yeah well we'll see um is there anyone that stands out any cast members like that's the one that's the one I want oh my god I mean I texted you the second it happened Cam Cam Hugh is like French icon. I'm actually surprised that they're not the ones hosting, but it makes sense in my fantasy because if Cam was hosting, then their entire drag family would not be eligible to compete. And they are fierce. Like that entire family. I I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. Who's part of her family? I don't know anything. Yet. I haven't done any research. There's yet. a couple of people. I mean, I, I don't remember all of their names from the top of my head, but there's it just the looks I've no never one on seen the cast, fashion. Oh, on the I'm honestly, Cam's the only one that I've been familiar with okay. for years. Like gotcha, literally, gotcha. like when I followed like French drag, like that's them and their drag family were everyone I knew. And this has sort of been a treat to like learn of other people. Well, we are excited to see what's about to happen. Yes. But before we get to France, we gotta stay in Spain. Yeah. Um <laughs> introduction supreme is going to tell us they're not a perfect family but they're a happy one and i say are they (laughs) are they a happy one i you know i think that when everyone's getting along right there's no drama nobody's judging anybody or commenting on their farts i think it is i think they are all a happy family judges included yeah um yeah choices choices um Mr. Supreme Deluxe, because we had Mr. Supreme Deluxe, not Mrs. Supreme. <laughs> um, well, shall we begin with, I guess, tooting and booting? Yes. All right. Well, 12 queens enter the workroom, and now we get to judge them all one last time. Let's go through their reunion looks. We are going to toot and boot, keep it very simple. And we'll go in elimination order. Uh, Marisa Prisa. No designers listed, but we will learn she apparently made that the night before uh she's just a big ball tool i don't know if she doesn't like her body or if she doesn't want to show off her lack of sense but there's just no shake to it i do like the contrast of the black in the hair and the lips and the boots but this is like drag wars basic ass look And you say that like it's a bad thing, though. I don't, I don't hate yeah, it. Yeah, it is a bad thing. This is drag race. She's on drag race. Oh my goodness! I listen. You know me. I love 
like I would love to bring Dry Race back to like season one status, Rebecca Glasscock jeans. Like that's my fantasy. Yes, yes, I'm listeners. Wow. Michael made quite the face. Um, okay. I'm sure lots of people would get upset about that. It is quite the controversial statement, but I think knowing and being and seeing local drag, it's not always the way Drag Race presents it. And mm-hmm. so to me, I like that. Like, yeah, of course you have a, a, an element of fantasy because obviously you're on TV, but like, I don't mind this. I really don't. I think it's really, really nice. And would you to, wear to it? Me, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love. With the boots and the makeup and the hair and everything. Yeah. 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 The whole, the whole thing to me, honestly, it looks really, really fierce. It's giving me very like Virginia thick Stasi vibes, if you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, mm-hmm. which is like such a compliment for the record. Like that's not a, don't anybody start any rumors now that I'm talking shit about them. Um, it's, it's that fierce. Um, and also it, to be honest with you, it's much better than her promo look and <laughs> the looks from the first episode. So I, <laughs> she, she, she did well. She did well. Uh, I'm still giving it a boot. Sorry. I can't do it. <laughs> I, I'm tooting. I am tooting. The audience did not agree with you. 25% toot, 75% boot. <laughs> Y'all are not haters. Bad. All right. Next up is Ariel Rec. Look by Modestia. I didn't know Killer Queen was back again. All joking aside, this is the best she's looked all season. I love the pleather with the blue, black, and white. The hair is simple uh, to work with the look. She's like an edgy Powerpuff girl. Oh my god, that's that's it. That's it. That's it. That's edgy Powerpuff girl. Absolutely. Yeah. If there was a, a blue, if there was a blue sister involved, absolutely. Oh wait, no, yeah, there well, is. I'm sorry, bubbles. It's like edgy yeah, bubbles, bubbles, like adult bubbles. I'm sorry. Um, I like this. Me too. Too. But I got I gotta say that face uh, and the face that she made in the uh, the photo that Drag Race España put out. Yes. I was like, that is Killer Queen. Like Killer Queen <laughs> has made that face before. I mean, um, drag queens make that face. That's not a that's signature fair. for anybody. That's no, but like, they have the same shapes, is what I'm trying to get at. When they paint, they but have they're a very drag family. Shapes. Should they? I not know. Be I know. Um, yeah. All being said, I will still give it a two. I like it. Two. Yeah. Absolutely. Audience, 74% to 26% boot. Samantha Valentine's. We're going to talk about her a lot this episode. <laughs> uh, someone please help her. She pulled all random pieces she had left in her closet and said, here, it's a look. It's all very pedestrian. It's a leopard print cat suit with a quartz over top question mark. I don't know. All I know, it's terrible. <laughs> okay. Again, controversial. I like it, but I'll tell you why I like it because she is a queen for the people and you're saying it's pedestrian and that is on brand for her. Fair, fair. We're going to talk about this look later on. Just put a pin on it because we're going to have to talk about it later on. Uh, It's a boot for me. I'm still, I'm in a toot. All right. Well, the audience went 43% to 57% boot, possibly one of the highest uh, ratings she's gotten all season. Oh yes, I know. All right. Hota Karahota, look and nails by Gonza Gallego, hair by Padaloska. Let's just remind ourselves that she is a baby and dresses like she's in her 40s. I like the sophistication of this garment. The dangling necklace really distracts and negates the lace part, which is very sexy. That being said, the hair works. It is very Spanish. Um, I like the makeup. It is a bit extreme compared to the rest of her look, but this is Hota. It's not right for this look. I just wonder also if maybe she borrowed the look from Sharon's closet. Mm, yeah, it is a very Sharon look, isn't it? Like a 
I, I mean, I don't know, maybe drag artists borrow from each other all the time. I mean, who's to say? I mean, maybe, maybe it is Sharona. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll find out in her fantasy what it is at one point. I, you know what, honestly, I'm, I did that her drag persona is an older woman because it doesn't always have to be like the young, the fun, you know, it could be a little like bit Like Angela more. Mansbury. She aged yeah. herself by 50 <laughs> yeah. years. Exactly, exactly. Um, but I, I don't mind this on her. I think, you know, she's giving us very, very Andalusian vibes. Like, yes, I feel like this looks like the women that I've seen when I yeah. visited. And uh, yeah, I, I like it. I'll give it a toot. Yeah, toot. Audience, not in love with it as much as we are. 45% toot, 55% boot. You know, does it have something to do? I feel like a lot of the times it's the way these queens, like their lasting impression, you know, even though you seeing Mm -hmm. a certain look because maybe she didn't look her best in the episode she was in. It's like, that's still in your taste. You know, that taste is still in your mouth. I mean, let's see if that theory comes out a little later on when we toot boot someone. But first off, we got Onyx dressed by Leticia Caveda. Uh, tell me how she was eliminated again. This dress is so beautifully detailed. The makeup is exquisite. It's got that Asian flair, but it's clearly a space alien. The colors she selected are divine. If you go to her socials, she has a white version of this look, equally as strong. Yeah, I am still kind of in shock that she's not in the finale. I don't I get it. It's such a disservice. And I hope, I guess, in the grand scheme of things, this has something like big picture, I guess. Uh, it's something we'll see later, you know, down the line. Uh, but this is flawless. I mean, this yeah. is like drag thing extraordinaire. And I love it. I love it. It's on brand for her, but it's so elegant. And it's still very like, this is the reunion. This is my, like, it, it has me excited to see what she's going to wear for the finale. Yeah. Because she's going to blow us all. She's probably going to look better than the finalists. So. Yeah. Uh, definitely a toot. Two. Yeah. Shoot. Audience. Honestly. 76% toot, 24% boot. Y'all don't have taste. Like who who is the who are these people that said no? It's not a good look. I don't know. All right, next up, Diamante Marie Brown. Look by Maruf. I don't hate it. We know I hate an exposed corset, and yes, I neglected that part of Onyx's look, but it works here. I feel like this is who Diamante is, and I am now, after elimination, understanding her. She wants to go to the club and party, and I bet she did after the taping of this. Mm-hmm. I love that she tried to dye her hair a little bit. It was there for effort. It's simple, but it's effective. I mean, you know, I, I've loved her from the beginning. I think I, I really respect this. Again, it's I get it. A lot of the times it could look very pedestrian, but I, I love that. And I appreciate that about a look. It's uh, accessible, you know, um, and this is probably the best she's looked. I agree. So for me, absolutely. Even without a wig, I love. Um, I'm giving it a two. Two. Now, remember about lasting impressions, and you said maybe that's what the audience has. Yeah. Audience, not a lasting impression issue here. 82% to 18% boot. Very good. You see, sometimes, sometimes, even though that chocolate look, you know, all those, <laughs> like, all those things, I mean, yeah. but no, listen, she redeemed herself and she looks great. She sure did. All right. Drag set last look by Adrian Castellano. Hair by Mark Figler. Icon. Yes, it's a black leotard that she's attached to Mermaid Flare Chap to. But it's incredible. The black and white is a strong color story, especially in the hair, though. I did want to cut that dangling piece from her face because I was like, your makeup is stunning. The silver detailing on the leotard is cool. Not sure what the circles were made out of, but I dug the whole aesthetic. 
Oh my God. Talk about the intricacies of this look, right? Like another one that I think should have been in the finale, another one gone too soon. I still don't get it. It does not compute the talent. Um, absolutely right about that hair. I was pissed off because you do all this work to your face. And I mean, I know the work it takes to get like, Oh my God, like, why would you want to cover that? Like that, you know, like I hate having to put glasses on over my face, but I need them. She didn't need that little piece of hair dangling on her face. Though the wig, love the wig, need the wig. Uh, No. Oh my God. Stellar. Look like just red carpet vibes. Yeah. Love, 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 love. It's a toot for me. Yeah. I think this is another shoot for me. I I really love this. Audience loved it. 95% toot, 5% boot. Oh my God. Who's this 5%? <laughs> Who's this Next one? Next up, individual? we got Jurigi Derkli. Look by Faber. Hair by Wig Sabulo. Uh, she's sexy and she knows it. I like the asymmetry only because it's deliberate. The fishnets in the hair really brings the intention down to the leg. We know I hate a bare chest, but she is doing a choker and it worked wonders. Um, I mean, I'm insanely biased. Like, she's like, come on now. This is like wifey. This is like girlfriend. Like, I love, I love. She looks hot continues no. to look hot she when doesn't she look hot i mean just no this is i'll tell you when she amazing. doesn't look hot when she's being a bitch <laughs> says you <laughs> and marina no <laughs> um no this is this is really great she you know this is her color it's like yeah. signature signature dirigi like uh contour uh no absolutely love 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 it's a toot yep toot Audience, 73% toot, 27% boot. Next up, we have a Estrella Extravaganza look by Sleeping Sanity, hair by Yacido. Her pussy is like a strawberry. Uh, mm-hmm. It's so campy and silly and unnecessary. It's slightly cost me, but it works on her. The green hair is styled well, though I didn't need the leaves on the collar since it all kind of blended together based on the length of the wig. But her paint. Best all season. I loved how soft and yet how drag it is. I don't know if you noticed all the, like the little yes. speckles on the eye. Good oh for yeah, you, yeah. This was like attention to detail. She she had time here. See, that's how you know you're not competing. Nobody was rushing you to get ready. Exactly. And so this is what you deliver. It's a shoot. Shoot for me. Cute as a button. I. I mean, I want this. I know plenty of people that would look amazing in this here in New York City. I just. Wow, 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 wow. I'm, I'm impressed. Audience, 78% toot, 22% boot. Mm-hmm. Next up, Marina, no designers listed. Uh, this is what I've come to expect from Marina. She's giving you this punk artsy queen that will give you a mullet, but will also slap you in the face with feathers that may or may not be expect- acceptable on the runway. Um, the blue leather gloves look very wrinkled, but I guess that was the point of it. This is just her. Honestly, I'm a little underwhelmed because... I think everybody sort of stepped it up yeah. and she's giving us like second helpings of what she's already been serving. Yeah. And I expected something else. Like where was the drama? Where was like, you know, it's the reunion. Everybody's getting all dolled up. You're all seeing each other, you know, again, I don't know. I just, not that she, I mean, she looks great no matter what, like, you know, she's always fashionable, but it didn't do it for me. I'll give it a two. You know, I, We'll still give it a two in spite of that. I just, yeah. I, I wanted to see something new. I, just everybody really stepped it up and I, I expected just a little, a little something. And I think the audience is with you. 57% to 43% boot. Yeah. Like we saw this hair already yeah. kind of type and like we've seen, yeah. I, I don't know, like she had plenty of looks on the runways every week with these gloves. Like 
did you run out of you know did you run out of things honey you could have borrowed something else too yeah all right next up sharon hair by alberto sexto what does she have underneath the robe probably nothing there was no way this is what she was intending to wear here if you told me they called her up and said be downstairs in five and she just put this on after having an engagement with a married man i would believe you it's very sophisticated do i want more drag yes please but again i know who sharon is so this is another one, same, where it's like, honey, did you run out of things to wear? She, it's not even like, I'm looking on her uh, Instagram and it's just a wrap dress. It's not even like a robe. There's nothing. She, I, I see panties as she uh-huh, did, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. you know, as, as she exposed the slit and, you know, um, flared out the skirt, I just see panties. So I'm just kind of like, again, another underwhelming moment where this is what you're bringing to the finale. This is I mean, to the yeah. reunion, to the, you know, like, you know what? I sure shit hope she's saving something better for the finale. There you go. That's- Me too. Yeah. I will give it a two because this is her and it works, but I want yeah. more. Yeah, exactly. No, she looks great. I mean, obviously that's undeniable. It's her color. The silhouette is classic, just like she is. I mean, still toot, but yes, I'm, I'm bored. Audience, 79% toot, 21% boot. And finally, Venedita Von Dash, coat by Eduardo Navarrete, lingerie by Reni Rojas. She is a burlesque dominatrix from Planet Sex. Do I want to see her as Frankenfooter? Absolutely. Have we <laughs> seen this before? Probably. Do we care? Not at all. She disrobed and I was like, I'm ready to spank you, unlike Sharon, who is naked underneath. That being said, I will say it. I hate the bangs. Gail Weathers called. She wants her wig back. Oh, I'm with you there. The the one thing I really, really hate about this is the wig because everything else is hot. She's serving sex on a platter, but that wig. Mm-mm. It's Courtney Cox. Yeah. It's literally it's, Courtney Cox. It's not even. I. It's just a weird cut. Like the, the bang fringe portion is just, it's like almost there, but not re- like, mm-hmm. had it been a little bit more severe? Okay, maybe, but it's just like, it needed to, to go down a little further. Maybe I, I just I don't like yeah. this thing. I don't like that it. being said. I'll still give it a two. It's very, very sexy. Oh, same two, two for sure. Audience 88% two, 12% boot. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Supreme shares that there are a few people who want to send them messages that is sure to leave them gagging. First, we have a message from Yara Sophia, who, if you had the subtitles on, would know that there were moments that they read unintelligible words. Literally, that's what the subtitle <laughs> said. Really? She tells, yes. Yeah. <laughs> she tells them they are lucky to compete and enjoy themselves, but there is no need to be con- too competitive. She tells them to be authentically them. Good words from Yara Sophia. Yeah. Next up, we have Samantha Hudson, who was a Smash Game panelist from last year, if you do remember. She sends a message, not even in drag, but very much getting her hair did. She says she is the worst drag queen in Spain who can't do makeup or hair, and she is always a mess, but it worked for her. Her main message is be yourself, and if people don't understand that, that means they can't know that you're doing it wrong. But I think this was a message specifically for Samantha Ballantines. I, you know, what's funny, I highlighted that they said this because I think this is a good approach to drag. At least that's how I approach it. Like, yeah, don't, don't be nervous. Don't be shy. Go for it because nobody except you knows like whatever expectations you have. Like you're posting a look on Instagram, for instance, it's like, nobody knows what it's supposed to look like because it's a vision from your own head. So Mm -hmm. if you mess up quote unquote, it's like, nobody else knows you messed up. Like just go with it. And I think that just goes, I mean, that goes for everything, but especially for drag, you know, the audience is, you know you do brunch like how the hell would they know like you know 
you accidentally felt you could just make it part of your number. Maybe it's exactly. on purpose. Who's to say? So I love that. Next, we have Karina, who they all freak out over. Please tell us who Karina is. I That was my question. Who is Karina? Damn it. <laughs> well, apparently she's like, a pop, she's like a pop star singer person that, in Spain. I mean, and they all love her. They all gagged. They were like, oh, we oh, want to yeah. see her as a guest. I was like, who is this? Mm-hmm. And how come I don't know her? Because I okay well she sends lots of love and congratulations she says they're all winners and she needs them to give her fashion tips as you lose it as you get older and i'm like yeah you do oh mm-hmm. you know why because it's like as you get older you choose comfort at least that's yes, why that is it. that is true though okay. my mom would beg for to differ uh she went from chico's to anthropology and i was like mother you, you, you can't do that you're too old for that Oh my God, don't even. And you know what? If you wanted to suggest something a little more age appropriate, quote unquote, um, tell her to get uh, Johnny Was. That's like Amanda. Amanda. (laughs) There's a Johnny Was store in um, Disney Springs. Oh, we went in there. She has Johnny Was because she gets it at TJ Maxx. And we went to the Johnny Was store. Um, Those price tags. Oh, are yeah, you no. kidding I, me the retail prices are insane i used to uh, in my former fashion life my brand happened to be this very boho anthro inspired and i mm-hmm. used to knock off a lot of johnny was a lot of anthropology a lot of that and i i'm aware i'm aware yeah. i buy a lot of samples and do you know what store was next to johnny was another favorite mm-hmm. of hers free people Oh, I love, and that's another one where like a little singlet is like $90 and you're kind of just like, where? My mom has great taste, doesn't she? She really does. Oh my gosh. She's so fashionable. I love it. All right. Finally, we have a message from Manila Luzon who starts in Spanish. Then we go straight into English. And I'm like, why do we have a message from Manila of all the queens and drag race? I love Manila, but why? I mean, I love Manila too, but did they run out of like, was Candy Muse not available? Um, Jessica Wilde? I, I mean, the list goes on and on of yeah. like Latin. April Carrion? Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Like, really? They Michelle really Massage? like <laughs> Literally. Well, she says, tells them that the roller coaster of emotions must have been quite a ride, but the journey is almost over. She tells them to relish in the moment because you're never guaranteed tomorrow and what you're doing today is going to help set the trajectory for the future. She tells them it doesn't matter who wins the crown because sometimes you don't need a crown, but it does make you look good. I liked what she had to say. Um, Just confused why she was there. Same. It didn't fit with the narrative, I guess, at that moment, but you know, again, the words of encouragement. Also, it makes me wonder, like, as they played it, I'm assuming, like, they had some intern translate it. Like, oh, this is what Manila's saying, everybody. <laughs> or they or they are able to speak English. I, I feel like they're, they must be able to understand it a, a little bit. I think, I think that's probably it. It's like, again, my equivalent with Drag Race France. Like, there's a high chance I'll understand yeah. and listen, but I can't necessarily respond back. Yeah. Now they're all thankful for the messages and they, as we mentioned, they want a petition to get Karina as a guest judge on the show next season. And Supreme's like, can I just have a petition for season three first? Yes. I mean, I mean they've got to be greenlit for that. I mean, after the success of this season and the popularity of the season, forget it. Like they have to keep going. Well, you do know that there is a new drag show in Spain, um, very much inspired by this, um, by um, we're here, right? Really? Oh, do you not know who the four cast members of this show is? No, no, no. I'd like me to tell you. I'm hearing it. Yeah, tell, tell us. Supreme Deluxe, 
Oh, Poopy wait. Poison. Yes. Okay. Yes. Sharon. Yeah. And it's extravaganza. Yes. Okay. Wait. Okay. Thank you. Because, you know, I'm not always on the Instagram. Like I'm not yeah. focused on it, but I did see something and scroll by it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Those four. Very interesting. Hmm. Very good at TV. Very good at TV. Okay. Well, that's good. Are we getting that out? Well, or no, 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 it's a different company, but I'm sure we'll be able to find it somehow. I know. Well, Supreme's going to remind us who our finalists vying for the crown are as we get a little bit of a teaser package for each. Uh, we're not going in alphabetical order because we're going in reverse alphabetical order because we're not either because we're just doing it randomly. And you know what? Even <laughs> how they're sitting, it doesn't make sense. None of it Adita, makes sense. And then Jerizzi's in the middle and then you got to say him. On the other side, you have Cerrone with Marina in the middle and then Setlas. Did it happen to be with what they were wearing? Did they not want on the clash? I don't know. Could it be confusing. By personal request, like people saying, well, I don't want to sit next to her or I don't want to. I don't know. Is this an Adriana situation? It could be. It could be. I think people, you know, again, as we will find out, there are feelings to be had. And uh, maybe maybe people didn't want to sit next to certain people and they had to rearrange everything. That's true. We'll see. But we're going to start with Venedita, who is shown as the sex of the season and very much with her looks on the runway. Her highlights included her making out with the improv challenge, her Miguel Bolfe, and her shitty ass voice. Thank God we didn't have to hear it again. <laughs> Sharon is shown with her classic dragon campiness. We get a rehash of her talent show and her great snatch game, and her runways were on her body. Yes. <laughs> Estrella is shown as a literal ham. Um, what a camp-ass cow. She just kept everyone laughing all season, whether in Challenger Runway, and of course, we got to hear the Rusical number again. Yep. And finally, Marina is shown as the artsy-fartsy queen, and we still don't know what she did to do this season to get to the finale. Maybe she spun her way there. They really showed a lot of that, huh? They sure did. Yeah. Um, of those four, anyone stick out being like, okay, this is the one they're trying to tell us is going to be our winner? No, no. And that surprised me. The only indication, and and we'll see it as we watch the episode, is again, there's this big, big focus on Estrella, but I think it's not even because, it's not even pushing a narrative. It's just because she's been so loud and has had so much to say and been the narrator of the season that you, I mean, they literally, they probably were in like the studio looking at clips and they're like, shit, everything has a say in it. Like we may, yeah. we have to use it. Yeah. Well, Supreme wants to find out what it was like finding out they were in the finale. For Estrella, who thought she was eliminated, it was a whirlwind. She put on a brave face and was ready to make a graceful exit and not cry, but then she was told she's also in the finale and that's when she cried. Um, and she's like, yeah, when you said it's not your time, she's like, that's a bitchy fucking thing to say, but very funny. Very cute. <laughs> Marina felt great. She was sad in the moment that she thought Australia was going home, but she felt it was her time and she now is in the finale. And I was like, those are just facts. Those are not feelings. Yeah. Sharon was safe and it was an emotional few weeks as anytime you're safe or in the top, she thinks about the other queens. And this was her reminder to everyone. I was never in the bottom, bitches. Mm-hmm. Was she as confident? She was not. She says they're lucky if the judges like what you do after all the weeks. She was surprised that she won and was in the top so many times when she saw all the amazing talent in week one. How diplomatic of her. I think that comes with age, to be honest with you. I think it's something, you know, she's 45. She's lived 
almost twice as long. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of these yeah. people. And that comes, that maturity, like you just learn to be diplomatic. Like there's- She's literally why, twice the age of Hota. Yeah, exactly. And so why would you, you know, you want to be drag Switzerland, you know? Why would you want to start shit up at that place in time? Just keep it cute. Can you imagine an entire season drag Switzerland, drag race Switzerland, where like you're in the Alps? Oh my God, I'm here for it. <laughs> Let's do it. Swiss Just cheese. drag outside in the yep. <laughs> yeah, Swiss cheese challenge. A, a skiing challenge. No, oh my God, that's such a liability. A yodeling challenge. Stop. stop. Heidi, realness. Stop it. For Venedita, it was a weight off her shoulders winning the challenge, so the stress was seeing who else is there. She was worried about the challenge and hoped she could pull it off, and she did. Supreme asks her if she came there to win. She says she came there to have a good time, but she was also confident. She challenged herself with a fierce competition. Okay, at least we got a little honesty here. And yet, it was still a very pageant-like answer. Yes. It's it's very rehearsed, but again, it, it's, it's the age and the experience. You, you learn how to do that. Yeah. Well, here's a segment that I would like to see on all reunions moving forward. (laughs) This is very illuminating as a treat for the viewers and for anyone hoping to be on the show in the future. We are going to see snippets for the audition tapes. I lived, like I said, brilliant. I want more of this. Every, every reunion. I was like, no, they didn't. They did not. And then they start doing it. And I'm like, oh shit, everybody whip out your pen and paper Let's mm-hmm. get ready. I'm here. Like I have ideas and this is something I never even thought of. And it just mm-hmm. seems so attainable in that moment because watching some of these, I was like, that's all it took. Like you yeah. kind of infer what the oh. rest of the video, wait. Yeah. You kind of infer what the rest of the video mm-hmm. looked like. And you're like, oh shit. I can right, do well, it too. First we have Marissa who professionally had hers done because I'm still questioning what made her appealing. Her house <laughs> inside is very yellow, but let's be honest. The second she was handling those fish and drag, she was cast. Oh, I love that. That, that was, was like so the funny. Best. That was the best thing ever. Like if she had not done that, she definitely would have not. Yeah. Yeah. That was Ariel had another professional looking video as she is a YouTube queen, but damn those looks left a lot to be desired, but her music videos kind of looked cool. Yeah. There you go. Digital drag realness. I was mm-hmm. all about that. Now, Samantha had her branding in the corner the entire time. Very smart. Never right. let the producers forget who you are. But also mm-hmm. she is a character and she is literally, literally wearing the same leopard print in the audition tape as she is wearing in the reunion. Embarrassing. Also saying she's been working in the clubs for 15 years is insane. Looking like that, she knows how to put a good video together. And that's that. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Time out. It was the same. I was living for that because I love a queen on a budget because sometimes you just have to. And she couldn't prepare for that. She had no idea. I'm sorry, but like sometimes like drag is expensive and you have it, you're going to use it. And you, I mean, listen, you know how many New York City queens were the same fucking looks all the time. Oh yeah. I'm one of them. I have no shame in that. Fuck that. If I got paid more or got tipped more, maybe I could afford other drag. I digress though. But I loved it because to me, it's a very good look. The other thing I was absolutely gagging at, and I was like, holy shit, I can't believe she mentioned this. Drag queen communions. She was like, book me for every freaking gig possible. Do you think it's it's real though? Or was that a joke? 
No, I actually, um, you know what? It's Spain. Yeah, it could, it could fucking be real. Yeah. Um, do you think there have been drag queens at bar and bat mitzvahs yet? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I know a couple actually. So yeah. So if I have a child, I can have a drag queen come to my child's bar about mitzvah and no one would be upset. Yeah, if those are your type of people, absolutely. You know, it, I don't know. I just, I was living for that because I, I guess I, in my head was envisioning like what my first communion would have looked like if I had a drag performer. What would, would you perform? So what song would you perform at a communion? Now, again, I'm Jewish, so I don't even know what the uh, uh, Yeah, I know. Oh, my is. Lord. Slash, I don't know what a Spanish communion would be. Oh, God. I don't even remember my first communion. I just, what would I, I don't even know. Like, I just, I mean, I have. All very, I know like, is I will be requesting whatever drag queen I have at my child's bar about mitzvah uh, to do Hava Nagila. Oh, my God, work. Yeah. How fun would that be? It's just uh, the thought. Screw like, like putting said, the kid in the chair. Put the drag queen in the chair. Lift him up and shake yes! him. Let's do it. Oh my god, live, live! I can't wait for someone to do that. I shit like yeah. I, I just like I said, I would have had such a much better time at my first communion if there was a drag queen present. <laughs> and that's I'll leave it at that. All right. Of course, Hota had a set. Like those red couches were clearly from a club, but also too much post editing. Also, if that was her rapping, very bad. Very, very, very bad. <laughs> well, I, again, I, you know, she's young. She's young now, and it shows. Onyx is a cosplay queen and she is clearly not ashamed of it. Her looks were incredible. Oh, I yeah. understand how she was cast, but also like Dracula would have loved her. Okay. So all that. And then that little clip of her drag family. First of all, what a no. giant drag family and i love that for her mm-hmm. but make a whole show out of them oh my goodness like all of the the looks oh my goodness yeah now diamante had the best camera in the history of the world because if the challenge of an audition tape is to prove your camera ready she nailed the assignment this was a documentary this was not an audition tape <laughs> no now remember my theory about Diamante that she possibly might have been a tour guide at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, that's the way I'm watching this video. And I was like, oh yeah, you probably, yeah, you had access to like the the, the cameras from the, the Spanish yeah. tour guide. <laughs> now listen, Drag Set Less again made a professional video and I'm going to the Grand Canaries. Like that was too pretty to miss. How how do we not go there? Can we please go? I'm down. I am so down. And let's talk about how extra it was because <laughs> her standing on the sign and the zoom out, like what the production value, like put that shit on the tourism board. We're all going to go. Literally. Oh my goodness. Literally. Yeah. Uh, Jirigi is a sex symbol apparently, but she needed to work on that audio. Oh my God. She sounded like she was in a tin can. Okay. I wasn't listening to a thing because all I could <laughs> watch was her ass. ass. That's yeah. all I was like, you're saying, sell me anything, say anything. She could have been saying the worst possible horrible things. Like, you know, I kill puppies and I would have given two shits because all I saw was ass. Now we didn't get to see the four finalists. I'm very disappointed because I wanted to know what the four of them did. That being said, what did you learn about putting together an audition tape for Drag Race? Okay. I, okay. So in conclusion, it seems that, you know, be yourself is the operative there. You have to really, really show some sort of point of view, perspective, narrative there, um, and stay true to who you are. 
be it you're, you know, a fisherman's daughter or, you know, you're a tourism guide or whatever, uh, you know, doing drag first comedians. So that's one. Originality clearly is key. And then um, the other thing was, and I guess it doesn't take too much because from what they were saying, the feedback, right? Because a couple of them had auditioned before, right? Right. We're going to get to that in a second. Yes. Okay. Okay. So then I'll leave my statement for that. So it seems, again, uh, like I said before, it, watching that makes it seem much more attainable. Yeah. You know, because you hear the U.S. stories and, you know, every season, I'm sure you hear it, I hear it, of the artists submitting their applications. And it's like this strenuous, like, month-long process and, like, do so much and look at all these things. And I got to record this and I got to record that. And I guess it didn't seem that complicated. But granted, we were only shown little clips. So, I, right. you know. Now, Popa says that this was a dream. She was performing on a lamppost, and now she was on the stage performing in front of Gloria Trevi. Sharon says she loves the diversity in the casting videos and the importance of a good video. Supreme wants to know what they put in the most work for in their videos, and Samantha reveals that for season one, she just made a video in a week. For this one, she did it in two days and used the feedback Supreme gave her. Now, does this mean that the Spanish queens did get to hear from the show if they got rejected? If so, she did say her second video was spontaneous in her. Her tip for people applying is to pay attention to what needs to be in the video and be yourself, bitch. So let's discuss this. Um, yes. I don't know. Maybe maybe there only are like 65 drag queens in Spain and they're only going to have six seasons and we're done. Um, how, how do they get feedback? Or did they all, like maybe these were finalists for season one as well. And they're like, okay, we like you. You're not ready. Let's see what you can do for next time. And give them the well, that was, that was my, you know, I, I was shocked when I heard that. Because, yeah, me too. I mean, talk about helpful, you know, cause you, you know, you don't want to close the door on somebody just because, you know, there's still sort of like a glimpse of hope. And I really appreciated that. And I think it again, continues to speak true to how different this show is um, and compared to, you know, say the American franchise, number one. Uh, because you know RuPaul ain't giving nobody advice for nothing. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. And uh, number two, I have a feeling that it's a semi-finalist sort of situation. Sure. Because I don't think realistically you can't have the team, the, the, the crew reach out to everybody. Because again, we don't know. I mean, Spain is not as big as the United States. And you know, there's not, you don't have to worry about you know territories and everybody applying but there's still got to be a lot of artists, you know, and wanting to be considered. And I think it just would be smarter from a production team standpoint to just be like, okay, we've narrowed it down to 20 and then we need to get a cast of, you know, 12. Okay. Now there obviously when it came to drag race down under, there was um, apparently uh, reach outs for the casting of that season. We don't know about this show. Maybe that's how it was for this. And they then were say, okay, we're going to do season two do it again give us something a little different mm -hmm. theories are out there maybe one day i'll get to find out we'll, 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 i'll keep you posted but yes. um yes it was very interesting to hear this from samantha um obviously it wasn't an nda situation because they kept it in yeah and i love that too because realistically like i don't think it's it hurts to know these things again it it keeps adding to the fact that this show you know that people care on the show and that it's just a very mm -hmm. friendly welcoming environment again very very different from the u.s franchise Absolutely. again I, I i really don't 
foresee any of this happening in the U.S. franchise. Now, the Amante spent a lot of time planning for season one, but in this one, she was natural, and Supreme will clarify that being natural does not mean sloppy. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> and Supreme will ask if they all applied for season one, and they all say yes, so we're not surprised here. Um, when the show comes to your country, you're all gonna do it. Yeah, of course. I already know, like, everyone I know in Colombia is gonna, if they ever did a yeah. Drag Race Colombia, they're that's it. Everybody I know is applying for sure. Even the ones that quit drag are going to apply. Well, Supreme says that on Drag Race, there are moments that will leave you smiling from ear to ear, but then there are moments that want to make, make you want to rip your face off. It's time to talk about Estrella and Samantha. Cue the tapes! <laughs> We're going to see Estrella trying to get her promo look off, her, Samantha playing with her boobs, and Drag Set Less telling us that they don't talk too much. They just scream a lot. Estrella says that her humor is dumb samantha's is playful and this creates the dynamic they have we're going to see them insulting one another by calling them rodeo clowns trash and so much more ariel will say that they hog the spotlight spotlight and while they you think they're being mean they're just having fun they are a lot we're going to hear Australia, samantha tell Australia her face is as wide as the highway and Australia tells samantha her forehead is as big as madrid airport <laughs> do you have any friends that you destroy like that on a daily basis or is it like a gay man thing no well you know it's funny like my bestie is a straight guy and i love especially now that it's pride i love going in and being like get out of here move you're yeah (laughs) you're a cishet male like get out um you know it's i i think it depends on the situation like amanda pork and i sometimes go back to back on this sort of stuff well that's easy yeah there you go uh and you and I have our moments too, but nothing yeah. like, I, you know, Spanish humor, I think, uh, lends itself to being a little bit more um, cheeky and it comes off as aggressive mm-hmm. when you're not like, that was my experience too in, in traveling over there where uh, my mom and I would hear people's conversations and she'd be like, oh my God, like he sounds like he's like screaming at the other person. And I was like, no, he's literally ordering off the menu. Like that's just yeah. Spanish people, you know? Well, do they have anything to say to their gay sisters? And Samantha says, fuck off! There it is. <laughs> Samantha loves joking with Australia and loves when she throws stuff back at her. They just clearly love each other. Australia says the most fun was the three weeks with Samantha. She knows they can be over the top, but she couldn't help herself. Samantha says sorry if they were annoying, but Venedita and Sitla said they were just observations that they were saying. But as the niceties return, Supreme says if she wanted best friends race, she would have season one. I was living for the fact that Supreme needed the drama. Like she made a point of saying that, like, no, y'all, I need the drama. Like, yeah, I can't. But let's get to the good shit. Was anyone annoyed? And apparently the Amante was. Venedita will say, Diamante, you were annoying too. <laughs> Diamante said it was just exhausting what was going on with Samantha and Estrella. But Ariel will say it was a lot of it was a lot when you first met them but you loved watching them and became an audience member Sharon says you, you're never bored with them she says Samantha is a sore loser but Estrella is worse than worse when she wins because she says evil she's evil Samantha Samantha <laughs> says she's evil as fat as she is evil and that's the relationship <laughs> I mean I love that I think they're chatty Kathy. Like, what do you want them to do? You know, and again, their personalities. Listen, there are there are definitely people out there whose silence is scary and you don't want to have silence. And I feel like Australia is that person. She's like, silence, I'm going to talk. 
I feel like they're both the type of people that when they were younger, I, I don't know how it is in the Spanish school system, but here, you know, the report cards, it always, would, they'd always put it like, and it, this could be like first grade and be like, oh, so-and-so like very talkative. Like that's, if I probably go to my mom's house, I could probably find some like kindergarten cards. And that's literally the comments. It was like, Amanda was very, very talkative. Did not stop when I had told them to stop. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's the type of person I am. And they're just worse. It's ma- like, yeah, multiplied. Well, now is the time to enter Jota's fantasy world. And what a world it is. We're going to see a lot of what we know and a lot of new clips continuing with the theory that Jota has no sense of reality. We will learn that her mother was in El Diario de Patricia, which was the show that the Improv Challenge was inspired by. She will say that her mom was on looking for her sisters as she was adopted. Patricia helped her find her sisters, and now Jota has 11 aunts. Setless doesn't believe half the things she says, and the other half she just puts on mute. Astrea thinks Hota is out of it as she is prodigious when it comes to making things up. And now we're going to get back to the Lola Flores of it all. Did her great-grandmother go on tour with Lola Flores? Was the scarf from Lola Flores? I just got to say, the amount of laughter that came from the queens as they were watching this, hilarious. They loved these confessionals because they're all on the same page and Holt is like what are you talking you're making fun of me it was cute it was cute that they all i guess being the youngest they all sort of ganged up on her it was very funny yeah now we're gonna get to see that Holt also claimed that she has experience with acting uh what she says this in front of the hobbies and they're like oh show us yeah. um, she claims she was studying at the school of dramatic arts but left to come on drag race hmm. okay I mean, age-wise, it makes sense, but I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. Hota is going to tell them that they're all bitches. She claims she's not a liar, but she embellishes reality, which is very different. What the hell does that mean? It means that she is feeling her oaths, living in her fantasy, and she doesn't want anyone bursting that bubble, but then, you know, she has to sprinkle the truth in there somehow. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to make a comment about that in a second. Um, like, uh, I'll embellish reality in a second. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. She yeah. says the shawl thing is true, and she will find the video. Do we know if she did? No, but, you know, that shawl looked very new to me. Yeah. Very well, Sharon clean. will ask if it did come from a store called Loa. There you go, yeah. Now, she says she knows she lives in a fantasy world, but people in Andalusia are a little over the top. She will take a page here from uh, Donald Trump playbook and say if she had a show that 500,000 people were there, it was probably more like four people. (laughs) Supreme will ask her what part of what she says was true, and she says all of it. It's true to her. What a crazy head. (laughs) Now, Supreme also wants to know what the biggest lie she ever told was, and that is she told so many. Now she's going to be taking a page from the Teresa Judice playbook. She never lies. There's always some truth in it. I'm going to tell tell a Hota story right now. Well, it's got truth in it. I dated Ryan. There you go. See, I, I, I love that our conversations always end up on Real Housewives of New Jersey. Oh, of course. (laughs) <laughs> I, gotta, I, I gotta make these podcasts real and personable i mean literally that's that's our fantasy um i can't even say it's because she's young because i wasn't inventing things when i was young and no. making shit up like you're just kind of living your life and like 
the, the thing is that maybe people, I mean, like I can understand like magnificent things happening to you and then people don't necessarily agree or like, you know, they, uh, you know, picture or it didn't happen kind of thing. Yeah. Like I have stories too that I bet like, unless I was with there with a friend, I'm sure people would be like, are you sure about that? I'm like, now, no, people I think I'm crazy for documenting everything and taking pictures. I need the, the truth. Everyone's gonna I, know. I, you know, some people are like that. Like I have relatives that like when they come from Columbia and they want to visit here, they start taking pictures like crazy because they think that people are going to think they lied about coming to America. Like, oh, you yeah. never went to New York. You're lying. But I'm like, as long as you know the truth, I think that's what matters. Okay, fine. <laughs> well, speaking of truth, in our next segment, Supremo says that some people got under their skin and that person was Diamante Mary Brown. <laughs> Ooh, this was harsh. This was a little, a little difficult one. But we're going to get a montage featuring her saying that she can't sew and clearly she had some experience. Estrella thinks it was part of her uh, Diamante's plan to downplay her talents, but she just made a little black dress with pleats. Is that I mean, hard? listen, that it's not that it's hard, but sewing, I think, is not an easy skill. Yeah. I think once you're working, you know, even threading a machine is a task. So honestly, good for her, because if I was on Drag Race, I would probably lie and say, I don't know shit about shit. And then just wow everybody. Right. Now, as the truth comes out, it was a sewing class for a month. That was the first thing she made in her life, which is obviously a lie too. <laughs> but she's not the new Galliano. She's just, <laughs> she just made a little black dress. Yeah. Yamante comes clean that she is not the queen of seamstress. She's just good at crafts. She says the dress, if you look at it, the zipper is not straight. The sleeves are crooked. It looks yeah. good from far away, but it's just a stretch fabric that contours to her body. I mean, listen, this is not Project Conway. Nobody's looking at the inside of the garment. Nobody's really like focused on, you know, uh, the thread, you know, attention and, and looking at that. And then trust me, I'm kind of like, knowing those details that's why like the possibility of like auditioning one day i'm like oh yeah i know how to sew but i don't necessarily know how to sew well but it doesn't fucking yeah. matter it doesn't exactly. matter as long as you can actually do something and get some sort of item on your body that doesn't look like literally fabric wrapped around your body you're exactly. good to go now Benedita says she is a smart girl even if just for paying for classes and it definitely taught her something mm -hmm. but Diamante says it didn't do anything for her as she was eliminated and we have someone in the peanut gallery say get your money back <laughs> yeah. I thought that was funny too I I mean like that's so shady like she I don't necessarily think she got eliminated because she made something shitty because no because her track record was shit and she wasn't there was exactly. no way anyone else could be eliminated because we already got rid of Onyx. Exactly. Like, it just, it, yeah. It wouldn't have worked with my fantasy, and I would have been very mad, and I would have sent Supreme Deluxe a very worded message being like, fuck you, bitch. Sponsored by Hotel, <laughs> Gran Hotel de Reina. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we had some fun segments, but it's time to discuss the legendary feud. We're going to watch again the battle between Marina and Jirigi, where Jirigi says she is annoying and sucks up all the energy during the Pedro Almodovar untucked. We get a little more from the segment where Jirigi says she is gross and fake and plays the victim. I'm like, oh, whoa, okay. We, we missed a lot here. As Onyx puts it bluntly, they're fighting because one of them farts and the other is pissed about it. Listen, farting is a thing that we all do. I have not had a partner, um, so I wouldn't know if that would have annoyed my partner, but like a stranger or a person, you don't want to fart in front of them. 
Um, but it's also gross and annoying. And I understand in the pressure cooker that has drag race, it's the little things, right? <laughs> I, I'm trying to justify Jiriji here because she's a bitch. I, no, I just, it, it's, um, you know, I think her, you know, you touched on it and, and her explanation later, her apology uh, made sense. You know, it's like you're in a stressful situation. You're already thinking all these things. You're already like, again, in a pressure cooker and then something will just bug you or you explode. Yeah. And that's very natural. Um, in the real world outside of Drag Race, I mean, nobody bats an eye at these things. I mean, look, I, I've gone into Icon with Wednesday farting up a storm and I have to look at people and be like, I'm sorry, it's the dog. And everyone <laughs> well, I don't care. Like, you know, the bathroom, the we, always smell, we always smell when someone took a shit at Icon. So it doesn't really matter now, yeah. does it? Yeah. Well, Supreme says it was an incidental incident and asks if it was all that serious. And Jerizzi says partially. Onyx will say that it was one of her favorite days on Drag Race as they yeah. were all in Almodovar looks and there was a stress and a fart took them over the edge. Jerizzi will be a tad passive aggressive here and say that they already talked about it, but they can talk about it again. She says they were possessed women on the verge and things happen when you don't get much sleep. Jodiji will say she's sorry, but Marina will not accept the apology as she found it disrespectful and she doesn't know how to approach it. She says she was speechless in the video and she still is. Okay, Marina is not taking too kindly to this, but um, are we surprised? Yeah, I, I wrote down she is, I mean, we already knew and we already talked about this too, but she is insanely sensitive and now we so have to remember not... this is not a reunion taped month later, two months later. After. Right, right, right. This is filmed during the filming. Right, right. So it's still fresh. And you know, if you were pissed about something that happened a week ago, like of course you're still probably gonna be exactly. pissed about it. Uh, but I still think you kind of have to let bygones be bygones about these things, like especially when Jerigi did apologize. Although, like, you know, questionable apology too, because she was pretty kind of like smirking the entire time right. watching it back and kind of like it was. But I think she also was like kind of gagging at the fact she had the audacity to do that in the moment. Like, I yeah. think she was in shock at herself and she probably did what a lot of us did when we watched during that. and was like, bitch. Cause I, I know Twitter was living for that little <laughs> exchange. Twitter went wild. We were all like, yeah. Like it, it was kind of like a new get her Jade, but yeah. not really um, kind of on that level. And I just, you know, I think that's what she was thinking in her head rewatching it. Like, yeah, oh my God, bitch, get her. Oh, wait, that's me. So now Jerigi will say that neither of them felt respected in the situation, wants to clarify it if anything needs to be clarified. Marina says it was a question of communication, and that's on that. So we're going to move into the battle where Setlas is added into the war of Marina versus Jerigi. Yeah. After the dreaded question was asked, the untucked caused shockwaves backstage. Remember the pussy phone? Yes. Mm -hmm. Setlas didn't like being treated like an idiot and being disrespected like that she will ask Suriji if she's not mature enough or responsible enough or humble enough to know where she is and how to handle things it was a vicious exchange and Suriji doesn't give a shit and clearly still doesn't because that's when she made her little um, snap moment and I was like yeah. that's not good luck not cute luck girl I mean, we are reminded that Marina was voted for the most, but she knows it's a game, but she doesn't like when people attack like Jirigi did. Now we're going to go back to the room and the room is tense and very silent because no one knows how to uh, move forward. It's, it's very interesting to handle these type of things. I, I understand Setsu's 
point of view because I also don't like being treated like an idiot or, you know, um, in that aspect. Yeah. But I feel like at the same time, I don't really think what Juriji said was that bad either. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I guess it could have been worse. And then now, Marina, I would understand. Marina says it all bothered her because it's not a question you expect. Though Supreme says you should. She's going to yeah. clarify that she wasn't expecting the dreaded question in that moment. She says you sure. hear your name and you take it with dignity, which is why she was shocked by Dirty. She's that reaction. She made a rude comment to her and said last week because she had history with her at this point, And that is why she stayed quiet. And she's happy she did. It would have been worse had she said something with her nerves and believed Setless spoke elegantly enough for both of them which i agree with yeah agreed absolutely now jariji will say her reaction was awful she says there's the pressure in the bubble and she had a flashback in the moment when she was 18 with no drag mother and felt like an outsider as she was a trans woman and she wasn't draggy enough she says she wouldn't act like that in real life and she is sorry she recognizes her mistakes and that she was wrong she believes they were right to take offense to what she said now Setla says there were a lot of emotions and shit going on, and in her head, the only person she could have selected was Jirigi, who took it as a personal attack. But she felt that Jirigi then attacked her on a personal level, and not as Setlas, but as Borja, and was being made fun of in front of her face. She was not in the right headspace. We're not going to get much more from this moment, but Sharon will say being there and seeing them angry was not easy for the rest of them either. It was an overall tough experience. Again, I would love to hear a reunion now to see what they have to say about this because mm-hmm. I'm sure they've spoke about it without the cameras. I wonder if I haven't seen on Twitter or anything, but you know, I love the exchanges always. We get a lot of uh, sneak previews and insights on Twitter about, you know, the now, interactions. You, you're, you, you're, the, you're the Twitter girl here. Um, are people more team Jirigi? Are they more team Marina? Who, who are people siding with? A lot of people I saw were siding with Jirigi, um, because I think, you know, they, I mean, like in general, the, the consensus was the overall statement about Jirigi was that she lacked versatility and people had a problem with that. Like I had a problem with that comment because I completely disagree. I don't think, you know, she definitely showed versatility throughout the whole competition. All her looks were unique. All her looks were meaningful. Her performances were varied. I didn't, that comment came out of place. Now, do I think this entire thing is like insanely blown out of proportion? Absolutely. That question is very standard drag race. No matter what franchise, you always get the, so who should go happen this week? It's going to happen at some point. So I thought it was a cop-out to be like, well, I wasn't expecting that question and you put me on edge and I can't believe you said it was me. Well, bitch, who the fuck else am I going to say? I mean, Drag Race historians, you should know, six is usually the the episode that it happens at when there's six left. Exactly. And either either way, even if it's not that episode, it's going to happen regardless. It always happens. And you have to be ready for the question. And, you know, you're not going to give, you know, the girls in the past have gotten criticized for giving very pageanty answers. Like, oh, you know, at the beginning of a U.S. drag race, a lot of people are like, well, you know, I don't know who to pick. You know, I, I'm not sure. I love everybody. Or you can pull a Nicole Page Brooks and be like, send all them bitches home. Um, and just answer sort of like that, you know. Yeah. But it was going to happen and a name's going to be thrown out and everybody has to kind of prepare and not take it personally. You can't. You really can't. Yeah. 
Well, with all this negativity, we're going to open up a little lightness in the room and have a fun moment where we're going to get another surprise message from Pedro Almodovar, who will congratulate all his future girls. Yeah. Uh, he was very impressed by the runway and never thought anyone could reproduce the Tilda Swinton Balenciaga hoop skirt or the Penelope Cruz Chanel look. Mm-hmm. He was watching and he was thinking, well, he could just send the video to Jean-Paul Gaultier, who is rumored to be the first guest judge on Drag Race France. Yes, yes! He's also going to send it to Balenciaga and Chanel too, and so he warns them if they get a call from Paris, don't be surprised. He thanks them for their dedication as he is their biggest fan, and they all felt amazing hearing from Iconic Pedro. Um, This was really cute. Do you think he's watched the show beforehand? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, of course. This was very cute because he, he seemed a little nervous. Yeah, oh my goodness. Of he course. was kind of he fangirling. Was- Yes, he was living his fantasy and the girls were living their fantasy too because it's like you have this Spanish icon acknowledging your existence and saying you look great representing their work. Like, what a gag. I am so surprised though that he was not the guest judge for that episode. But right. me thinks, but me thinks this is a great, you know, if he agreed to do this video, season exactly. three, I mean, we're going to see it. Now, are you a fan of his work? I am not too familiar with his work, no. Uh, but the work I have seen, yes, he is very brilliant. Do you think there's a chance for a drag version of Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown? I mean, there's a drag, there's a possibility for drag versions of everything. So yeah. Well, I think that's the one that lends itself most to drag. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, Supreme shares that we wanted to give the Eliminated Queens a chance to show off their looks that they didn't get to wear on the runway. They're going to discuss and they're going to give a prize of a sash that says best lost look. Um, come on, runways we didn't get to see. Love that. Love We're going to tune boot this. And we're also at the end going to give a winner the Golden Blocky. Oh, I love that. Ooh. First up, Marisa Prisa, 20th century look. She chose this look because of, of all the hours it took to create and she was sad she wasn't able to use it. It was handmade knotting wool as if it were on a loom. I like the concept, but again, show body, girl! Why are you hiding it under these lack of shapes? I appreciate the color blocking and the makeup and the frame was very smart touch. I like the Picasso on the back. What did you think? Again, much better than all the looks we had seen prior. So uh, that was something going for her. I appreciated the use of color. Um, I don't know. I don't think everything has to be form-fitting, Michael. I don't think everything has to, nothing is for her. Nothing is form-fitting. Okay. Okay. That's her drag. I mean, you know. The body. The nobody queen. I'm still getting the two. Yeah. Two. I liked it. All right. Ariel Rec, the Spanish heroine's look. In a week, one, she did a tribute to her dad with her Madrid look, and this was a tribute to her mother, who was a cleaner. She was a cleaner even during the pandemic. Uh, this was like reverse March Simpson and then revealed into super pride cleaner hero. I like the colors and how playful it is, but come on, let's just be real. It's a cat suit and a rainbow wig. Okay. So this look is a little personal to me because I grew up using Ariel soap. Like that's uh-huh. what we would buy in Colombia. Like anytime we went to Colombia and did laundry, like we were using Ariel. So I was like gagged when she so fucking smart that like yeah. you, you use, I, I don't know, no matter what, I still too, because again, oh, it, too, brought me, absolutely. it brought me to childhood. She looked great and like so smart to use that, you know, yeah. that's her name. Why not? 
Samantha Valentine. She's doing a Spanish dolls runway. Uh, this was inspired by a Marine doll. That is a typical doll that you put on the top of your TV. <clears throat> she says it's a tribute to where she comes from. Uh, this was terrifying, like absolutely terrifying. Uh, her dress is a television. Then she comes out sort of like a Spanish Amy Winehouse that is straight out of a horror movie. It's very campy, but the construction is a mess. And is she going to kill me? That's what I want to know. So... <laughs> This is another one because I grew up with one of these little things on my TV. Like my dad brought it from Spain. Like, um, like are they uh, like a shelf on a shelf? Are they supposed to like keep you in line? No, no, it's just like a little de- decor. Maybe okay. I'm thinking of something else. Maybe it's not this exactly. But I mean, growing up, I had a lot of Spanish decor sure. in the house because that was my dad's influence. But um, so I appreciate it. Um, I think she took it quite literally. The fact that she <laughs> came out as its fucking TV. That was a lot, a lot to digest, literally. Um, execution issues. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was, she tried and I appreciate that, but I think sometimes less is more. Mm-hmm. So it's a boot for me as well. All right, next up, Hota Karahota, 20th century. Uh, she says this look represents everything she enjoys, her culture and her icons. This was for her 20th century look, representing the Madrid punk scene. It's also a tribute to Alaska. Not the drag queen, but the performer we saw last yeah. season. Uh, <laughs> she took a black latex cat suit, threw tulle on it in neon green, and said it's a look. If this was her lost look, I wonder what she didn't pick. <sighs> I... So this is kind of reminiscent of what Marisa's wearing. Literally. Like literally. Um, Honestly, if you told me that Marisa's look was from Hota's uh, hotel room, I would not have been surprised. Yeah. Like, oh, here, just puff it out and like put another maybe. Um, I mean, she looks, she looks great. Is it the most inventive? No. Mm -mm. Was she going to win a challenge? No. No. But she looks good. Yeah, and she looks actually much better than she has this whole time, including the look that she's wearing at the reunion. So I'm gonna give it a boot still. I will too, based on her standards that she set for herself. This is good. That's this fair. Is that's good. fair. All right, next up is Onyx doing 20th Century. She jokes that she went to Venedita's closet and stole a dress, but this was a character she came up with who survived 10 centuries, and she wanted to show versatility. It is a vampire muse. This is so different from anything we've seen in her, so I respect that. It's 1920s flapper with a spooky edge. Will she bite you? Yes. It's not groundbreaking, but it's versatile for Onyx. Is it, though? Is it? I don't know. You, I think it's it's quite muted. Okay, like, this fair. is edgy Venedita, but this isn't... To me, I, it wasn't very Onyx. This is subdued Onyx. Yeah, it's very, you know, uh, family-friendly brunch gig. You know, it's very, like, yeah. you got to please everybody, you know, like, flip phone events kind of vibes. Like, you got to... We don't gotta, talk about flip phone. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> Macy's brunches, very safe, very... Um, but very glamorous. I mean, she looks yeah. great. I, I don't think she cannot look great. Uh, but not my fave. She's done better. I'm giving it a toot. Oh, I'm still tooting it. Okay. I'm still tooting it because it's gorgeous and it's onyx, but I'm just saying she could have done better. All right. 
Diamante Mary Brown, Knight of a Thousand Rafaelas. She got this look made in Barcelona as she was getting ready for the season. She wanted to have fun. So she's going to pop out of a closet with lots of houndstooth and a blonde shake and go wig. And it's boring again. What did she not show us that this was the best? <laughs> I don't want to sound like. You know what? I'll, I'll leave it at this. The doors Bob the Drag Queen has opened. I guess is what I'm going to say about this. The literally. houndstooth, literally the door. Hereta, you're a, you're a style icon. Yeah, literally international sensation. Um, I, you know what? Is it? It's a boot. It, it's another one where it's like, is it, what are her own standards that she set for herself in her literally. precedent? And it's like, I will still tune it because this is still better than a lot of the shit we saw while she was competing. <laughs> so. And finally, drag set last Spanish heroines. She jokes that this was the only thing she had left to show, but it has a lot of messages, but it represents the women who have died at the hands of their husbands, as this is a message for both the women of Spain and around the world. So we're going to see a lot of uh, the back of the look first, which is a purple ribbon. When she turns around, it's glamour. It's stunning. She looks incredible. Jan is shaking. Literally stoned <laughs> for the gods. This is exquisite. <laughs> she's she's not shaking she's quaking yeah um this is gorgeous stunning house down boots the only thing i do not like about it is that and i'm just not a fan of things that are this literal do you know what i mean like the Mm -hmm. fact that it's an actual fucking ribbon like first of all props to whoever made this because that was not easy that construction was a lot a lot of labor um, but I'm just not a fan of the fact that it's literally a ribbon. Um, but what I will say is that this is what Marisa Prisa wishes her ribbon look would have been like. There it is. So that's, yeah, uh, clock there. And uh, it's, I mean, she looks at the mug, the wig, mm-hmm. everything else from, from the front. Absolute Perfect. shoot. Yeah. yeah. It's a shoot for me. Um, yeah. So the golden blocky, um, there's clearly one winner for me. Diamante Mary Brown, right? Of course. No, Drag Set Less gets my golden blocky for me. Yes, I absolutely agree. Though, I, if you have been following the girls, everybody's been posting all their looks. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she could have picked any look, to be quite honest with you, right. after she got eliminated because they were just all stunning. Well, Same no, with this Onyx. was it. This was her last one because the next episode really technically was the makeover challenge. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, my so goodness. I, can't believe, really I still can't believe this else. season worked this way. I know. It, like, it moved so quickly. But um, fine. Okay, fair enough. But, like, say Onyx, too. Had so many yeah. great looks to choose from. I mean. She probably picked that one because it was the easiest to do in a day. Yes, that's what I was going to say because I think she did much better looks from her Instagram. So mm-hmm. I don't know why she picked this one specifically, but okay. Because they probably said you have an hour get in costume, and she said, "Well, go off. Gonna take me five hours." Go off. Yeah. Well, the queens are going to vote on the best lost look, and here is how it broke down: Setlas gets votes from Marisa and Sharon. Marisa gets votes from Ariel, Marina, Onyx, Diamante, and Benedita. Ariel gets votes from Samantha and Jirigi. Samantha gets votes from Setlas and Hota. And Onyx gets a vote from Australia. Am I shocked by this breakdown? Yeah. Uh, this is um, Supreme Deluxe's best friend race. Yeah, of course. Of course, people are going to have feel some sort of way. So the shock of all shocks, Marissa wins best lost look. What? 
someone needed to throw her a bone and they all they all literally were like let's do it let's do it for our friend she was the first one to go home she should get something we'll talk about that shortly well yeah what does she have to say she says she feels like she competed and everything (laughs) well there is another sash to be revealed but there are only two nominees in this category why the category is hungriest queen (laughs) our first nominee is Estrella for I Swallow Everything. We're going to see her do a montage of her eating everything from pie to torenzos, which are like pork rinds, um, onions, durum. Uh, what is durum? That's like a question. Because when I first looked it up, it just said it was like a wheat. But then I looked at what she was eating. It looked like a like a, 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 like a, a wrap of some sort of like food in it. Oh, it's a, um, I'm sorry. It's a Turkish dish. Yeah. It's like a, a kebab wrap, mm-hmm. um, I guess, from like the Basque influence. I, I don't even know actually why, or maybe there's just a big Turkish popular. How did she get I, it? How did she get it there? To production, like, did they not feed them? Do they not? That's what they had at their um, crafty. Maybe it's easy. Wow. It's a wrap. That's easy. That's e- that's an easy. That's an easy catering gig right there. All right, okay, okay, okay. Well, our second nominee is Jurigi for GFM. We see a montage of her eating a pepper, stem and all. She's starving. She will eat the pie as well. She didn't have breakfast. And then there's the return of the flan. How much flan did she eat? Oh, girl, too many flans. Oh, and the coxicle with Benedita. She was just starving. The winner of this prize will be voted on by the girls as well. Marisa, Samantha, Sharon, Jiri. Hota, Onyx, and Dimante vote for Estrella. Ariel, Marina, Setlas, Estrella, and Benedita vote for Jirigi. Which I'm like, why did you vote for Jirigi? This is all about Estrella. That's true. I mean, it's on brand for her. She calls herself that all the time. Mm -hmm. But Estrella eats up the competition and wins the Hungriest Queen Award. And she will eat the pit crew member if you don't watch out. This was stupid. I'm going to say it. It was stupid. I do they just need another segment? They needed to fill, yeah, they literal filler. It was all filler. Literally. <laughs> they but... could have they could this is where they should have put the clips of the audition tapes for the finalists. That's exactly see, that's what we exactly. needed. That's that's because, what I needed. Because now we're gonna get into why should our four finalists win Drag Race Espanya too? Yes. All right, let's go through it. Venedita says because it's time that a bearded queen won the competition, it would be iconic. She thinks she's been an amazing competitor. She had a great time and she struggled, and that's why she deserves it. Okay. But why? Right. And I think a lot of people, if you go through like US franchise history, like people do this too. Like it's nobody. Nobody actually answers the question, right? Where it's like, what sets you apart from your competitors or why should you win? You know, like, I think Alaska is probably the only one that got close, like on her original season where she was like, well, I've never been on the bottom. I did this, like literally like observations, facts as to why you should win. T, yes, a bearded queen. I would love to see a bearded queen winner. Um, It's about time. Is that a reason to win? No. Throne says she doesn't like to say that she should win anything because that's not for her to decide, but she will explain why she might. She was an amazing competitor and given it her all, she spent many years dedicating her energy, her work, her love, and who she is into her drag, and it would be wonderful to win the season. And once again, I say, but why? Once again, it's another 
their pageantry, you know, pageantry, very, you know, Miss America diplomatic answer. I don't want to answer this question. This was her saying, because I'm 45 and I've been doing this for a long time. Give me the crown. I mean, that doesn't matter. That still doesn't matter. I agree. Then let's give a crown to Tempest of Drawer and just call it a day. Yeah, it works. Well, Marina says, even though her time in the show is a little unusual, she thinks what sets her apart from the others is her drag represents something that's more artistic, more punk, more street, and that some people will feel more represented by a queen that doesn't try to be perfect. This isn't super, that isn't super studied, but brings something from the inside. And I said, okay, there's an answer. There you go. Yeah, she, it's interesting because I think she probably has the least chances of winning, at least I agree. in my, in my book. But she's the one that actually gave me an answer that I was content with. Mm-hmm. Anna Soraya says the question isn't why, it's why not. She says it's crazy. She would like to win because she would like to be an inspiration <clears> to people <throat> who are outcasts and then clarifies people with different bodies or who have might have felt marginalized. She jokes that she's starting to sound like Killer Queen, but she wants people to see that at the end of the day, you don't have to be perfect, but trashy girls, big girls, people who are on the outside looking in all have value and we all deserve it. Why not her? And again, maybe she was inspired by what Marina said, but this is a good reason. And she's funny with it too. Which again, on brand for her, you know, she's our, our, you know, funny camp queen and she's not to be taken seriously. And I love that because yes, absolutely. You know, representation matters and you know, that's absolutely a reason to win a competition. But again, I still wanted answers like, you know, well, no, she can't say she's never been on the bottom. But like, you know, she could say like, I've had a lot of challenge wins or like, I wanted people to start stating facts about the actual competition. And nobody really did that except Marina kind of touched on it. Well, the eliminated queens are going to use their voices again as Supreme wants to know who they think should win Drag Race Espana. Very interesting answers here. Mm -hmm. Marisa says Estrella. Ariel wants a beater queen and says Benedita. Samantha says perfect shalom which I thought was a shocker because um, I thought she was going to Australia there. Yeah. Setla says her mother or she won't feed her. Sharon. Jorigi says her sister, Vanadita. Diamante says it would be unfair if Sharon didn't win. Onyx says just because she's with her every time she makes her smile and she's worth her weight in gold. And finally, Hota says Marina has fascinated her from the moment she walked through the door and they have a special bond, a.k.a. no one said yes, so I might as well be nice. This breaks down to three votes for Sharon, two votes for Benedita and Estrella, and one vote for Marina. Very interesting. Um, I think it, I mean, it makes sense. I think the only surprise there was that we thought Samantha would vote for her friend. Yeah. But again, I think she just wanted to be fair. And, you know, Sharon hasn't been on the bottom. I mean, that's just nope, the truth. Not. And, you know, just we're counting score here and she's winning yeah absolutely well speaking of counting we have one more thing to count because yes, it's our one fourth more. vote but this one <laughs> no 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 it's anonymous because um i would be adding a lot of people here yeah um it's time for miscongeniality. yes one vote for hota two votes for marisa four votes for estrella five votes for samantha she may not look good, but Miss Congeniality, Samantha Ballantines. Amanda, please explain what happened here. I don't get it. Okay. So number one, I want to know who voted for Hota. Were they allowed to vote for themselves? Because Probably not. I feel, I feel like, what? Who voted for her? Um, I am surprised 
it wasn't Estrella, just given the fact that she was with the most people and Samantha went home early. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I can see why that energy and that vibe that Samantha gives out would be something people enjoy. You know, I mean, you and I talked about it when she was on the show and it was like, to me, I was living. Like she's, you know, very poopy poison, very, to me, fan Who favorite. was Miss Congeniality last season? Exactly, exactly. And people love that type of energy. You know, people love the class clown, everybody. You know, she she definitely put a smile on a lot of people's faces, even if she was insanely loud and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. She's going to win a sash in 3,000 euros, which translates to what? <gasps> that is... I don't know, give or take. I'm not quite sure what the euro is like, but let's just say over $3,000. So like, wow. No, 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 sir, no, like a, a smidge over, like, I don't know, 3,500, maybe 4,000. Yeah, no, I'm just saying just, she used her loud mouth and she wins. Maybe we should all just be loud mouths. I mean, you know, you don't get anywhere by staying quiet sometimes. She does say that she came to make people laugh. And while we laughed at her, she did make people laugh and thanks them. She knows she's loud and in a bad mood sometimes, but she loves them all. And that was it. That was all we saw. We didn't get no preview for next episode. We don't know what the challenge is going to be. Are they going to force them to sing in English again? What are we going to do? Oh, my God. Do you imagine? I cannot with that last challenge from last that was season. the moment where i was like oh my god carmen might lose she might actually yes. lose yes i remember and it was scary as shit and i was like nope nope it can't happen and luckily the episode you know pulled the other way and thankfully yeah. but it's just was it necessary no it wasn't necessary this was just you know world of wonder ruko you know just taking a piss all over the show for a second there like reminding them it's it's my show bitch you know don't yeah. forget about that but I, I'm excited. I'm excited because I, I can't wait to see what everybody wears. I can't wait to see what the finale song is. Oh my God, if last season is any education, like I'm going to be tearing up again and bawling in the corner every time I watch that finale. The song. finale song is Mocatrice. <laughs> in your world, yes. In your, in your fantasy, absolutely. Um, I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Yes, Are you ready? Yes, yes. How would you like to see some of these queens return for an all-star season how who would you want to see so i mean i've been vocal about this but i think jerigi should be on like a versus the world series i think uh-huh. she speaks the languages she could fight her own represent spain very well mm-hmm. um i think i mean i'm not sure who else speaks english or other languages but i feel like Characters Give me drag like, set list. Come on, I want. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, show. I'm getting to that. Hold on. Characters like Estrella and Samantha, like Chatty Kathy types. That's a show in itself. Like that's yes. a wonderful. I I would live to World watch. World of like Wonder. That. Truly, I mean, they could even. I'm sure a lot of these girls might even start their own podcast too. Like I feel like it would be very interesting no, to hear no, them volley. Interesting. Unless you're coming on my show, no more podcasts, people. Literally, but no, like you might, you know, seeing them volley or YouTube channel together, you know, very yeah, do YouTube. I I, I don't do YouTube. You can the go antithesis do of uh, Violet Chachki and Gottbeck. That would be <laughs> that would be Estrella and well, who who said yes? Those two are the people we're hiring to do um, fashion photo review. This is the combination that's going to work. I, I mean, I blackmail, no right? Someone's got blackmail. I just, my, you know, I think, I think it would be entertaining. I, I, I definitely would be entertained. And of course, Drag Sethless, I think, 
um, not only do I want to see more from her and Onyx, but, um, you know, we, we really need to uh, focus really more on the canary drag. I mean, that really was eye opening, like the fact that all these things are going on. And like, I mean, look at the controversy it caused, you know, you have people saying, oh, that act is from New York originally and so-and-so copied it. Like, no, man, that shit's been going on for years over there. And like, we had no idea. So what else have they get they sued for it? What else are they hiding over there? Mm-hmm. What, what is going on in the island? Now, how would you say this season compared to season one without knowing our winner yet? <clears throat> well, it was equally as exciting. I think as a viewer, there were a lot of challenges that definitely, you know, everyone put their best foot forward for the most part, even if some of the looks weren't the best. There were a lot of entertaining things. I mean, the talent show alone, still one of the best episodes, I think, ever of Drag Race on any franchise. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, And I mean, again, it was just for me a continuation of highlighting what season one did, which is like this amazing Spanish, Hispanic, you know, drag quality that we haven't seen, you know, and I hope they continue to untap. And like I said, other Spanish speaking countries, and I hope for season three and just keep it going, you know, and nothing really changed in the, the, con- the contestants were the only thing that changed because mm-hmm. the judges still continued to be their warm, loving, friendly. Well, they, 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 they did add a drag queen to the panel and her name is Anna Locking. I mean, she season three, here she comes. I, I can't wait. I, we'll be- she's just something else, literally like competing, like in there, up in there. Um, it, but again, their personalities don't change. They're still welcoming. They're still friendly. They still care. It seems like, again, it's a very genuine vibe I get from yeah. the judges panel. It all seems like a all very sincere effort and people are being themselves, be it, be it delusional like Jota or again, Chatty Cathy's like Samantha and Estrella, but everybody seems to be real. Even the Dirigi, like none of it seemed fake. And that's why, you know, you have so many facets of people and personality I, I was very entertained it, it was a good season just like season one great great tv well, after 11 episodes the winner of the season is i still don't know but i in in knowing what i know and seeing the show and kind of keeping up with everything i still think benedita has a very good shot whoa I, you know, it's funny because even though, yes, the narrator of the season has been Estrella and everything seems to be pointing towards her, I don't, you know, she's disappointed me in some of the challenges and I don't feel as let down. I feel like with Benedita, like, she, yes, she had one moment, but other than that, she's been great. I mean, she was my preseason winner pick. I'm not going to yes. go with Benedita. I'm not going to go with Estrella either. I think um, there's just too much against her. And I think if you're going to have her win, you would not have pulled what they pulled last week and made her right. the one to save correct it's going to be sharon it's going to be sharon and i'm not mad at it but i'm not thrilled because i'm not <laughs> wowed yet um i mean is that the obvious yes is that what's going to happen yes are people going to be upset potentially uh we'll get to i'm sure you'll get to that next week um i it's not that <laughs> On paper, she deserves it. And I'll say, I'll leave it at that. Right. No, then that's where I'm at. Um, I think it's more engaging, exciting, and diverse if you have Estrella be the one sitting next to Carmen as your winners. 
Um, oh my but, god, the gag! But but Sharon is going to be the voice of your franchise, and she's going to lead it very well. Yeah, the she's very eloquent in what she speaks, and she's a wonderful representation of the entire franchise. Absolutely undeniable. I think not everybody will enjoy Estrella. She's not everybody's cup of nope. tea for sure. And listen, that I see her. who toots and boots all these looks. They don't get it. And that's mm-hmm. from you little babies who think you know everything about drag. Well, there you go. And unfortunately, Estrella is not giving them that fantasy. Exactly. Well, can Amanda, you- where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to <gasps> plug that you're allowed to plug? I, I actually am allowed to plug things. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> you got me on a good day. You can find me on Instagram at amanda.massacre on Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal, Amanda Massacre Drag. And oh my God, for the first time ever, she's got her own gig. Yes. So I'm very excited to announce that June 25th, we've got Pups and Pride. Yay. Um, as everybody knows, I am Wednesday's mom first <laughs> and Amanda Massacre second. Um, having an opportunity to do a drag brunch with dogs and four dogs has been on my list for a while now. Mm. And I finally get to do it thanks to the wonderful people at Chateau Le Wolf in Astoria. So come on down. Tickets are going to be for sale starting in a couple of days. I don't know when exactly wrapping up the promo flyer. You're going to see it. You're going to love it. Um, and I am co-hosting that with the lovely Frida Cox. Excited, excited is I, I can't even begin to tell you what we have up our sleeves for this. And uh, even if you don't have a dog, you're absolutely welcome. You get to play with other puppies. It's literally, you will have brunch with your dog. Like how fun now, is that? Will you be performing the classic song, Who Let the Dogs Out? <laughs> I considered it as part of a mix, but I, I know the meaning behind the song. And I just, I yes, hate it's meaning. very terrible. It's very yes, terrible. It's, it's a very Listeners, terrible... if you don't know what it means, it means that the, the they let the, the ugly women out. Yeah. yeah, they let the ugly hoes out, and I'm not about that. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really want to promote that. But I had mm-hmm. some really, really fun tricks up my sleeve um, for the dogs, for the peoples. It, it's going to be a very, very fun time. And uh, I'm hoping, you know, the, the discussion is that if things go really well, this will be a monthly thing. So, you know, with rotating co-hosts and different themes, and it'll be really, really fun, uh, again, with or without a dog. Mm-hmm, something to mm-hmm. look forward to so please stay tuned to information for that and then what else oh my goodness down the line save the date for a warped tour. that's amanda pork's amazing amazing tribute to the music we grew up with if you're old enough or that, that you cherish while growing up and going to high school in your emo phase and uh punk rock phase i didn't have an emo phase so this <laughs> is not my music but i do appreciate the crossovers of green day and um no doubt Exactly. And so we got an amazing cast of all drag things, drag queens, drag kings. And Ariel um, Grande. All, and Ariel Grande is back. Amazing. Can't wait to see her. And it's going to be so much fun. And that is on August 12th, I believe. Yes, yes, it is August 12th. Um, and that's in Brooklyn. So stay tuned for details. I mean, we started posting already, but you know, it's, it's only June. Happy Pride and uh, it's you know, busting out all over. And that's only that's in August, so nobody's thinking about that just yet. Um, when I we am, have I so am. many, so many days to go, but yeah, so many exciting things. Um, I'm very, very excited to be coming back from my um, 
hiatus. And, uh, you know, even if it's a gig here, a gig there, you know, I, I'm You're excited to see everybody everywhere. A gig gig. Yeah, no, but I'm excited. I can't wait to see everybody. And, uh, I'm also going to have, um, uh, I have some fun, exclusive little merch coming out little, little fun things, uh, designed by the amazing cherry Poppins. I love them. They are such a talented drag artist and um, artists, digital artists. And I love it. Just where is the Cherry Poppins based out of? This is the Cherry Poppins from Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you. Amazing. Yeah. Well, Amanda, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for reuniting and being here with me. (gasps) Thank you for having me.